everybody. My name is Justin Allman, and this is my podcast, Why Wait When You Have Now. The goal of this podcast is to change the world in a positive way. And I want to let people know that if they follow their heart and they follow their dream, that they can do anything that they put their minds to. Today is such a wonderful day. It's beautiful outside. I'm sitting here by the uh, it is the Mohawk River with my friend Frank here today. How you doing, Frank? I'm doing great, Justin. Thank you. Today, I'm going to be interviewing Frank. Frank's came kind of a long way out here. Uh, where are you from, Frank? I'm from Eagle, Idaho, just e- outside of Boise. Eagle, Idaho. Wow. What's it, what's it like in Eagle, Idaho? Eagle, Idaho is a uh, refuge for Southern Californians who wanted to get away from California for whatever number of reasons <laughs> and wound up in beautiful Idaho. Eagle was an early suburb of Boise. My wife and I have been there for 24 years now. Oh, wow. That's that's impressive. 24 years, huh? Uh, did you live anywhere previously to Eagle, Idaho? <laughs> As a matter of fact, grew up in upstate New York, where I am right now with my wife. She was from Hudson, New York, and I was from Cohoes, New York. And we met at Hudson Valley Community College many, many, many years ago and got married, had children, and started a lot of moves. Uh, through my career, we've lived in seven states and 17 cities. Wow. Yes. Wow. That is That is very impressive. You know, I've only spent my time in... One state, one city so far in my life, but I am looking forward to venturing out there. It was probably an interesting journey along the way. Absolutely. Every part of it was interesting to meet people from different areas and different cultures and different industries. And it was, it was great for my wife and I. And I think some of my children, I had three children, and the boys, I think, liked the moves by and large. My daughter hated them. Uh-huh. She hasn't forgiven me yet. Ah. Uh, um, is there a reason why she hated them? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad, you know, it was junior high school time. Uh-huh. And uh, she was, um, she's one of those people that has to have a best friend. Understandable. And she so, still does, you know, and, and she lost her best friend. Oh, that's it, it took a while in, in new communities in junior junior high school to uh, That to is make very understandable. And she brought a Massachusetts accent to California, uh-huh. which was tough. Yeah, that it, I could see how that is tough, you know. Yeah. Especially like it being in junior high school, losing some of your close friends and whatnot. It, hopefully some of them stayed around, but I could see how that could be definitely a tough uh, environment to adjust to. It was. So you said you went out to California? Yes. Whereabouts in California did you live? California is a pretty yeah, big state. California is a big state, and my wife and I started in Orange County, California. Orange County. We live near Huntington Beach. And our kids got to play in the surf all the time at Huntington Beach. Oh, that's awesome. So they they forgave me pretty quickly. <laughs> and we, that's the first place we lived. My wife went to college while we were there, finished her, her undergraduate studies at Long Beach State University. Wow. And when she graduated, I had uh, accepted a job a year before uh, with a company in San Diego. Best job I ever had, by the way. That's awesome. And we moved to San Diego and we spent 13 years in uh, North County, San Diego. Um, but we had more stays in California. Over time, we wound up in the Bay Area. I did consulting work for several companies in the Bay Area in 1999, 2000. So we lived in Palo Alto. That's when I was born, 1999. Ah, <laughs> yeah, when you were born. Yeah. Yep. And then wow. we lived. My daughter um, uh, had a divorce, and she had two little girls, and we bought a home up by her close to Oregon in uh, oh, wow. Humboldt, Humboldt County, California. We lived Humboldt there for County. a few years. Yeah. That's so, awesome. So we lived in Central California. We lived in Southern California, and we lived in Northern California. So, wow, we saw a lot you guys of different were everywhere. Yeah. yeah, we were everywhere. We Sounds like a- in Michigan and in Arizona, and you know, yeah. a lot of great places. Sounds like a very interesting journey. Yes, it was. It has been, and um, it is. 
throughout your journey uh, with traveling the world and or the United States and whatnot and seeing all these beautiful new places all the time, um, what kind of challenges did you kind of face along the way? Things that came about that made it difficult and how did you push through these challenges and make like make amends with it wow those are th- those are the ultimate questions aren't Absolutely. they Justin? Yeah, it was, a, it was yeah. a tough one yeah we were uh pat and i got married at uh at 18 and uh, had our first child nine months later and wow. we had no money and so you know the initial years of our marriage and were uh difficult financially um and it's difficult being married anyway you know it really takes a lot of um accommodation you know to live full-time with another person and to be loving and caring all the time and to have children to boot uh so you know the economic challenges were difficult to begin with and um we both knew we needed an education in order to have the things that we aspire to uh so i went to uh, back to college um after our second child was born and worked part-time jobs and went to college full-time at a at a community college hudson valley community college and was fortunate enough to, to do well there and yeah, get a scholarship and went to the University of Rochester and wow. studied American history with the idea that I would be a, a professor of history someday. Oh, a pro- history professor. That's so. what I thought. That's what you thought. So <laughs> somewhere along the line, your, your vision on being a professor of history, it must have gone in a different direction, It right? did. Yeah, life does that. Serendipity, you know, rears her head on a frequent basis and you either accept that and embrace it or, you know... It's you could be disappointed a lot. Absolutely, I feel like in life, oftentimes people grow to be disappointed with their choices and whatnot, instead of making the best out of their situation. And like exactly like you just said, you know, you went through tough times. How did you? How did you kind of change paths and realize that there's more choices to be made and there's more there's more more to life? You know, every every decision in life is going to lead somewhere somehow how did you kind of work with that i think maturation is a process you know we learn through experience and because uh, my wife and i were willing to say yes to opportunities we had a lot of experience and some are good and some work out the way you'd planned and hoped yep but generally they work out the way they're going to work out yeah so you have to develop a uh, a willingness, a flexibility, and a willingness to accept change and to, and to absorb it positively and learn from your mistakes. You know, we've started a number of businesses, some of which weren't successful and some of which we lost a considerable amount of money. But they were the experiences we took away from those uh, losses were some of the best experiences in terms of growth. So in they the weren't long run. they weren't technically losses. They were more so lessons that you <laughs> took with you in life. Expensive it was, lessons. Uh, yeah, very expensive <laughs> lessons, but. But now where you are now in your life, you could say that you learned what you learned from those losses and yes. it helped you grow as a person, right? Abs- absolutely. 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 So, so you would say throughout life, um, there's many ventures that you will go on and whatnot, um, but generally the losses that you get in life are learning experiences. They are. And, right? as, and as long as you surround yourself with people that you love and you remember that they come first... You know, whether it's your family or your friends and, and, and make sure you take care of those things. Absolutely. Then uh, in the long run, that you know, you'll find that, that that's what matters is, you know, you'll forget I'm retired now and 
all the work that I did with all the different companies I worked for and all the successes I had and failures in, in the workplace, I don't even remember them anymore. You know, lo- love kind of takes over, yeah, you know, that family yeah, love, it yeah. all, it all wins. It, it, in the, at the end of the day, that's what we, that's what we take with us is, is, um, is the love that we share with our families and friends and community. And uh, what we give back, um, is, uh, what we get is, is always more than what we give back, you know, by, by doing and giving and reaching out and helping people, uh, you know, that has such a great reward at the end of the day. It's, it's better than the paycheck you get for. Yeah, absolutely. That was very well said. I was, that was powerful. You know, it has had a lot of meaning with the, what, you, what, what you were saying. It makes me think, you know, like I'm on this journey right now with this podcast and whatnot, and I've been struggling to kind of, uh, try and create a business with it. And day by day, I go through my very, uh, increasingly stressful struggles. But throughout the process, you know, I've spent money and money and money just spent lots of money and there's been financial problems and whatnot but at the end of the day you know when I sit down with my family and I realize I'm still alive that's truly the that's truly the bigger meaning to life absolutely not just still alive but still loved absolutely and still having love to give that's yeah yeah absolutely yeah I'm so delighted at this point in my life I worked for 45 years and I worked in one industry I I worked for many different companies I own my own consulting business for the last 18 years oh wow and and I was very successful in in my work and and made a lot of money and it's you know but most of the money is you know it's invested or it's gone and yeah and that's all over and now my wife and I get to um, shower our children and grandchildren and and do volunteer work in our community and give back and get the the real pleasure out of having that opportunity in the last quarter of our life to do nothing but give yeah um can you share some of the experiences of giving and giving back to the communities and what type of feeling it gives you and how my listeners how they they could do this themselves and potentially give back to the community and instead of trying to grow as an individual, kind of grow with the people around them, you know, because that's the goal of this podcast is to change the world in a positive way. And I believe that one of the major problems with the world is greed and selfishness. Yeah. And I was wondering if you could kind of like share, share those experiences so other people out there could kind of understand and get a grip of what it yeah. feels like. It's all, you know, it's all personal, right, Justin? It's all, it's all how the decisions we make and how we choose to live our lives. Um, in, in my own case, I, I probably didn't know. I definitely did not spend uh, enough time as a young person uh, focused on, on my neighbors and my community and, the, and, you know, the things I would do as that I would, if I, if I could roll back the time and live my life over again, I would have started much younger to do the kind of thing that you're doing yeah. is to try to touch people in a positive way on a personal one-to-one basis. Absolutely. Because you could do big things. I'm on the board of directors at the YMCA in, yeah. in Idaho and, and that's really, really satisfying work. But I think I get as, as much or more satisfaction by going across the street to a neighbor who's disabled and bringing him books that I know he'd like to read. And That's just, fantastic. And just sitting and speaking with him for an hour is probably more satisfying and more real than, you know, the work I do on the board of directors or committee kinda work like, at the Y. Kind of like grasping the fact that you're helping somebody as an individual, you know, that one-on-one kind of work. It, yes. it, it touches your heart. It does. And, you know, balancing work and 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 earnings and you know and giving and uh, charity are 
it's a tough balance because, you know, we have to have an economic basis to do the things we want to do. But you find that, you know, and I mentioned serendipity uh, a while back. And, you know, things, we sometimes work toward things and we push, push, push on things that we think we want. And they may not, they probably won't happen the way you think they might. And it may not be the thing that's going to happen that you want to happen. But something will happen, you know, because you're pushing, you know, you're, you're open to change, you're open to to growth, you're open to new ideas, you're open yep. to people and humanity, and uh, serendipity will, will be standing in front of you, and you'll see it because your eyes are open. That's beautiful. Well said. Um, I get a vision of what you're saying. Like, you know, everybody at, in this world kind of works for something new every day. They want, they, a lot of people, we tend to grasp, we want more, you know, we want, we want something new. We want this this ideal future, this like everybody just wants more money, more power, everybody wants growth. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like serendipity. Everything kind of just like falls into place through yeah. your actions. Yeah. And then acceptance is, you know, you, you've hinted at it a couple of times now how important acceptance is in Absolutely. your life. That take the place that you are, be aware of it and embrace it. Um, I think maybe that's one of the secrets to happiness in life is to, is to, open your eyes like we are sitting out here under these trees by the water on in the sunshine right now and being fully conscious of that and thank yep. and gra- grateful for it yeah it's beautiful it's a it's an amazing world we have around us and the goal of this podcast is to kind of show people that within them is the like most beautiful part of life is that we all kind of have that if we could all accept the fact that we are here as human beings and kind of unite as people to embrace this beauty around us you know instead of just wanting craving more because the truth is nothing can be created nor destroyed so everything around us is is really what we need to be paying more attention to that's right that's right what we see and feel and hear around us has as in one form or other always been here and it'll always be here even if we're not when we're not personally here and maybe even mankind may not be here as we know it someday this will be here but it's all here you know all of all this stuff is here and being quiet and immersed in it and happy for the moment is uh is so important especially in trying times when politics are a mess in our country and when yeah. you know the 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 you know there's uh the planet's in trouble it, um, it and we i can worry see a lot. we are on a uh on a path of chaos right now kind of you know yeah. every everything is kind of out of whack we're all focused on things that truly aren't important yeah when the most important thing is us as human beings like our human being self you know uh, this nature around us which we tend to have stopped appreciating as as a humanity like i wouldn't say everybody but i tend to see you know i walk around friends of mine and people that i know and i see um just like people sitting around on cell phones people not realizing that you know if you go out on a walk here you won't be as depressed, as anxious as you were previously, you know, if you have something going on, you go on a walk and you just endure yourself in the nature, you'll realize like you might have even completely forgotten about what you were just talking about. Your, your brain kind of clears up and you realize, wow, I'm just a piece of this nature, just like everybody else, everything else. It's beautiful. It is keeping chaos at a distance and, and keeping negative thoughts and negative people at a distance is, um, you can't have happiness. Absolutely. If without that. Absolutely. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, how many years old are you? I'm 73. 73? 73 years young? Yes, definitely. Beautiful. Um, so you were saying 
we were just talking about uh, kind of like coping mechanisms and whatnot through stress in life, throughout the chaos. Do you have any coping mechanisms or things that you've learned along the way that have helped you get through hard times? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, um, sometimes I chose the wrong when I was younger, the wrong coping mechanisms. And I think we're tempted to do that because they're fast and easy. Yep. Uh, um, I don't have to go into details. We all know we have our own coping mechanisms and no people how they cope. But as, uh, you know, as I've, as I've gotten older and wiser and healthier, uh, I find that the, for me, the best coping mechanisms are taking a long walk with my wife. You know, we hold hands and we walk and we're quiet yep. and we observe and I take a camera with me every place I go uh, and I stop beautiful. and take pictures of flowers and bees and animals and, and, uh, wow, you know, it's, that's, yeah, it, that's just, you probably see something new, then. you take something new in every time. Abs- absolutely. Then I go home and look at the pictures and edit them and share them. And, you know, it's like, it, you know, I live it over yeah. many times. And that's I am, beautiful. I am a photographer. Um, and I was be- going to ask. <laughs> because I'm 73 and I have a you know large family, I've been the chronicler of, of their growth from the time they were born. So I And I'm very careful about that. So I have this collection of images of all of my my children, of course, and my brothers and sisters and my aunts and uncles and my grandchildren. And uh, because of digital technology, they're all safely preserved. They're oh, that's all, beautiful. They're instantly accessible. And it's a gift, you know, it's a it's a gift that they'll enjoy for for decades. For years to, to come, come, for yeah. sure. Yep. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, so I remember you saying before you had owned the consulting business. Did you also, didn't you also own a business, uh, something to do with photography? Yes. Yeah. I had, I've had several, um, uh, photography businesses. I had photo studios. Oh, wow. I had uh, retail stores where I sold, you know, photo print services. Um, I was partners in startup, uh, software businesses, digital software businesses. And, uh, um, And it's uh, it's been a great you know that industry was very good to me. That's awesome. And uh, I'm so proud of it because um, it's people's memories. Yeah. You know, I was in the memory business, and I'm really really proud of that. That's fantastic. Um, through your journey of running a business, was there any struggles that you could share with people and? ways that you kind of overcame them over i it probably didn't happen overnight but uh yeah that's i love you're gonna love the answer to this question because it's um it is it's who i am and yeah i think because i was a hard worker and um you know a privileged white guy yeah i was always asked to be the boss and i'm a, an extraordinary salesman and a terrible boss. <laughs> so I didn't like being a boss. I was never good at being a boss. And I was too often found myself in that position. So when um, when the time came when I had enough of a network yeah. and I had enough experience and background and contacts that I could start my own consulting business, it was the perfect thing for me. Because you were your own boss. I was my of. own boss. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I was my own boss. And you know, my job was really to convince people. You know, people that were trying to hang on in the old traditional analog photo business. Yeah. That there was a different, better way they better buy into. Yeah. And to help companies that were trying to enter the photo industry uh, from a digital perspective. To oh, that's find great. out where the customers are and how to attach to the, you know, to the consumer. Yeah. And it was... And it was it was probably a lot of good knowledge you were spreading to them, you know. It, well, it, it, it probably like brightened it. you too. <laughs> it was the right the right time, you know. Yeah. And uh, I enjoyed the heck out of it, and I got to meet so many bright, especially in the consulting business. I got to meet so many bright emerging 
technology people. Yeah. Uh, far, far smarter than I than I was in, in a technical technical sense, but I was the guy that had the business experience and the contacts and the networks and and uh, so it was a great marriage to That's help, fantastic. help young people. You know, in some cases, you know, create very, very successful businesses like Shutterfly was probably a good example. Wow. Um, I've worked with Google uh, oh, in wow. their photo business. i uh, worked with Apple in their photo business. Wow. I've worked with HP in a big, big way for many years in establishing their photo print business. So, Some pretty big names yeah, there. Yeah, very, satis- very satisfying, very lucrative. Sounds very, very satisfying. Very, very fortunate, you know, to yeah, have that opportunity. Absolutely. Those are some very, very... Uh, Great opportunities. Yeah, they were great, and they were global. You know, so I got a chance to see the world and interact with companies. You know, That's not fantastic. It's probably a very eye-opening experience for you. It was, and it still is. That's great. It still is. Every day is a is a new opportunity to experience more life. It is. It is. It's you know, and just being aware and saying yes to opportunity and not being afraid. And I don't know how many times as a consultant I had an opportunity to take a project that I knew right away I knew nothing about. Uh-huh. You know, I and was, you just kind of jumped on it because you were like, you know what? You never know what it'll bring. I'll learn. Exactly. Yeah. So I got paid in a lot, of, a lot of cases. I got paid and paid very well to learn. That's great. And in the process of learning, I became more valuable. And I was get, be able to give more value to other companies that I had opportunities to serve. So That's amazing. Yeah. So it's fun when you, you know, after, you know, starting where you are and other people your age where you're, you're starting jobs, starting businesses, full of dreams, full of opportunities. Um, you can't see what's on the other, what's on the other side. You never can. So I'm, I'm happy that you invited me to, to sit down and talk I'm, about I'm this. beyond happy to have you on. It's probably been one of the best conversations I've had in a long time. <laughs> it's- I'm on the other side of, of a long career and it wasn't all roses you know yeah there were starts and stops and successes and failures and jobs i loved and jobs that i hated and bosses that were wonderful and bosses that were terrible so i went through all of that but i stuck with an industry because i love the industry yeah and eventually i got to do the things that i wanted to do in the way i wanted to do them so i think the message would be if there, if there is in fact a message is hang in there you know do the thing you love find a thing follow that you your love. passion yeah kinda. follow your passion exactly. don't be afraid to say no and don't be afraid to say yes cool have courage i i like that message i'm sure the the listeners back at home will like it as well i hope so um it's been very, very interesting talking to you. I've learned a lot. I appreciate having you on. I have one more question. I was going to ask, if you could change the world in any way, how would you do it and why? That's a, that's a big question. That's a big question. We all, we all think about those things because we're, we're faced with um, a lot of challenges, you know, not just in the U.S., not just, you know, locally, but globally we're, we're facing unprecedented challenges so I think that um, I think I would join um, people like Bill Gates and I'd say that you know it's in a, to a great extent it's been our rapid adoption of technology and the rapid modernization of mankind that has caused the threat the existential threat to our planet and our future generations and I believe because I've worked in the world of technology for so long I believe that uh, there are technical solutions that can save us. And I think that if, if I could make a contribution, if I could do anything uh, over the balance of my life, um, it would be in that direction. It would be how to how to identify help and make sure that we use technology in order to take carbon out of the air. You yeah. Know, the kind of things, that, like I said, that Gates and others are are 
focused out of their fortunes and their time and energy on yep. on helping. I mean, they have the money, so they have the money. Yeah, yep. and it's not just money. It's it's going to take money. It's going to take resolve. It's going to take gonna, politics. It's going to take a lot of things. Time and energy. Yeah, and we don't have forever nope we solve, do not to solve so. these things that's that's where i think that's our biggest challenge as that's mankind it. and i i share i have the articles that i share that are credible about emerging technologies i share them with people that i think uh, not only would um understand the implications but might be in a position where they could uh, lean into it and support yeah. it and add their voice to it if not their money that's well said beautiful honestly i think i think that um kind of goal of using technology to kind of because we're very technology based as a whole right now and i believe like using technology to better the world and to eliminate certain things that are causing chaos on the earth right now is very is a very intelligent way of taking care of the earth because you know the way that we're heading right now everybody is very technology based so i think if we could somehow use technology to better people and help create less chaos, I think that would be a very sustainable goal, you know? I I hear you. And, you know, technology has certainly contributed to the chaos, but undoubtedly it'll contribute to the solution too. If if we are wise enough uh, to to use technology in the right way, to use artificial intelligence in the right way, to use social media in the right way, and to have the courage to, to, to know when we're not collectively using it in the right way and to make sure that we're protected from the the the, the worst use of new technologies whether it's you know whether it's um at the cellular level or whether it's at the uh, the spatial level uh-huh. um i'm an optimist you know Absolutely. i've always it's... been an optimist i was born to be an optimist i wake up every morning my feet are tapping and i can't <laughs> wait to start today and i've always been that way and That's it's not great. because i i choose to it's because i was you know i'm fortunate that i was born that way yeah that's beautiful yeah. I try and be very optimistic myself and I think it's a I think it's a great way of life honestly and what you just said about using technology to better the earth and I think it's honestly one of the best ideas I've heard and it has a lot of potential to actually be enacted and like be used for people in our in our generation it's happening already yep yeah it's happening already we just haven't we haven't gotten behind it enough yet you know on a national or international on a scientific or structural basis we we just haven't realized how dangerous the situation we're in yeah and how we can't do it the united states germany yep. england china we have to do it as mankind as a whole yeah. absolutely and yes. that's my goal on this podcast is to yep. kind of unite people bring people together and show people that there is a common difference between all of us but there's also something common between every single one of us that we can all relate to it's the fact that we're all human beings and we're all trying to live on this earth and if we could somehow figure out to get something through people's head to show them that we have to do something for our survival and our and our long-term success i think the use of technology is the best way to get it out here in this day and age so in leaders in leaders that inspire us Right at the end of the day, we need to have leaders that inspire us, uh, that are dedicated to uh, uh, putting in the hard work uh, to help create a message that we can all rally behind, and um, and not divide us. Absolutely, yeah, because that division um, 
everywhere is uh, this probably a bigger threat than anything is absolutely we can't get big things done if we're at each other's throat over little things yeah there's no there's no uh gain when everybody when there's a conflict you know when there's conflict between two sides nothing is gained it's more so a standstill you know everything is nothing is accomplished nor lost but that's the thing nothing is accomplished nor lost you know if you want to gain something and learn something with life you have to learn how to work together as people well it's your generation absolutely you know, we had and our the chance next generations to come i think i think one of the best ways to do it is to somehow act on the upcoming generations the children and whatnot and it show is. them that you know this is our world and we need to make the change yep that's right. Absolutely. That's why I'm sitting here with you, Justin. Absolutely. And I appreciate it so much, man. It's been a wonderful talk, and I've learned a lot just sitting here talking with you. Well, I'm grateful for the opportunity and grateful for young people like you. Hey, thank you so much. I am grateful to have you here, and I'm grateful to be trying to make a difference in this world. Um, I just want everybody to know who's listening that if you want to make a change, if you want to make a difference in the world, don't feel scared. Don't feel like there's no opportunities out there because you could truly do anything you put your mind to if you want to change the world go out there and do it if you don't believe you could do it have no fear you know there's there's always another day there's always another opportunity learn that you have the power within you to do anything that you put your mind and your heart to and that the world is full of opportunities so go out there today try and make a difference try and do something you haven't done and let's change the world um the goal of this podcast is change the world in a positive way. My name is Justin Almond. I'm here with Frank. Thank you, Frank, for being on my podcast. Once again, let's go change the world, and I hope everybody out there has a fantastic day. Peace out, everybody.